grab your fucking ugly Christmas sweater and your eggnog and fucking sit around the fire and roast some chestnuts. It's Christmas time. Welcome to Boy of the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a horror movie every week and talk about it. I'm Bob. And I'm Ben. It's the holiday season, Benjamin. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> I'm hype. I don't know what, like, I got Christmas presents over there behind you. I've already wrapped. Like, it's exciting. I guess. Really? You're not that excited? I'm not a big Christmas fan. What about Hanukkah? You big Hanukkah guy? Nah. Well, I made latkes yesterday. That oh, was fun. Oh, you did? That's cool. Yeah. Our house smelled like the 1920s. <laughs> Oh my god. So, this week we're not watching a movie from the board, of course. It's Christmas time. So, Benjamin, we decided we're going to watch a scary Christmas movie. Yeah. What are we watching today? We're watching Black Christmas. Now, I know you have facts about Black Christmas. Yeah. This is actually the first movie I've done as a... This is behind-the-scenes stuff, but... I usually take notes and stuff mm-hmm. on a pen and paper, like on a notepad. Uh, but I switched to digital now, so it's the first time we're doing this. So it's going to kind of change the amount and the style. But okay, you know, understandable. I need to switch to digital too because my I the notebook that I keep is chicken scratch. Yeah, it's real bad. It's awful. Just give up. I could give up. I won't though. It's it's now very inconsistent. <laughs> oh, it's so inconsistent. I'm almost positive I forgot to add one for spiders and one for demons for. So, it's you know, it's, it's whatever. Just give it up. All I'm right. not going to give up on it. But anyhow, how has your week been? It was all right. I saw Avatar on Friday. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was good. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It looks very pretty. I saw it in like IMAX 3D. Well, that's the way you have to see it. is definitely the way to see it. The water effects are so cool in 3D. Because oh, yeah. they're so well done, and obviously the film looks very good. Um, they spent 14 so years making it. So much money on it too. But what I will say is the plot's pretty expected. You know, like I don't think I was ever surprised by what was happening. I don't think anyone expect. I don't. The first Avatar, I don't was pretty like it made a lot of money. A lot of people liked it, but yeah, I feel like the story was pretty basic. <sighs> I think this movie's the same, where it's well acted, and it's well shot, and it looks pretty and everything. And it's, it's well written, too, but a lot of it's very by-the-numbers plot-wise. Mm. There's nothing exciting or unexpected. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad yeah. movie. It's just that part of it's not anything to write home about. So, you know, they took forever to make this movie. Yes. So I was on Twitter, and I saw that one of the actors was in an interview. Yeah, she thought it came out and flopped. Yeah, she was like, I just assumed it came out and no one watched it, so I didn't see anything about it. It's so funny, because they took so long in this movie. Yeah, but she only filmed her stuff a handful of years ago. It was like four years ago. Yeah, which is a long time in acting, but it's not a long time as far as this film is concerned. As far as this film is concerned. Yeah. Like, oh, it's James Cameron is taking his sweet-ass time with this stuff, so I it, hope they're all really good. It wasn't on purpose. They didn't have the tech to do the stuff he wanted, so he just spent, like, ten years making all the stuff he needed. Good lord. Absolutely fucking preposterous. All right, well, how was your week, Bob? Uh, it was okay. I didn't really do anything other than work on the podcast and rap presents. That's it, man. I've been super busy. That I mean, I've just been working and working and rapping stuff. Yeah, nothing interesting happening? No, man. In your personal life or anything? Oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you are such a dick. No one's going to understand why I'm mad at you right now, but <laughs> fuck off. I wasn't even talking about that. Really? No, I was just I was just looking for some conversation. Oh, my God. And now you've brought it up. <laughs> All right. Well, <sighs> we'll skip over that. Yeah. Uh, if, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I cut what you just heard, baby. Jesus. I think it's really funny if you leave it in. I think it's funny if I leave it in, too, because no one's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> 
Did you really not think about what you were saying when you asked me that no, question? No, I was just like, hey, Bob, anything interesting? You know, personal life stuff. Because <sighs> you were just like, I rap presents. You just did like work stuff. I, I like, just did work stuff. I didn't do anything cool. Yeah. So I was like, I did work stuff. Happened? And I played Call of Duty in the little free time that I had because it came out and I wanted to play it. That's it, man. That's See, that that would have been the answer. The Call of Duty thing. I, just, I mean, you literally, you came in and I had to close <laughs> Call of Duty because I was playing it. Like, what? All right. Well, I guess you want to get into the movie stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So, like I said, we're watching Black Christmas. I'm excited about this one because you, you've hi- hyped it up a little bit, a little bit. But outside of you, I've heard that this is, like, actually really good. Stop hearing things outside of me. That's not how this works. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I'm on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the description. This Christmas, a group of sorority girls discover what it means to know fear. I didn't know this was a sorority movie. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. All right. You good with that? Yeah, it'll be fine. All right. So this is a 1974 film. Oh, that's early. That might be yeah. the earliest film we've watched so far. So far, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think everything else has been 80s I think or 78 later. was our earliest, but that's Halloween. Was that one 78? Yep. Really? Oh, because Halloween 2 came out in 81. Yep. That's what it was. You're right. 78. The length of the film is an hour and 38 minutes long. Okay. It's rated R. Good. It's like review scores. IMDb is 7.1 out of 10. It's pretty good. The tomato meter ah, on Rotten Tomatoes yes. is 71%. It's pretty good. So that's the like the critic one. Mm-hmm. And the audience score is 75%. So audience likes it a little more than the critics. Yep, but it's a rough seven all across the board. It's pretty good for a horror film too. Yeah. Especially when it came out in 74. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how it's gonna look, like how the cameras are gonna look and stuff. Yeah, but like it's hard to get above a seventy or a seven. You yeah, know? I feel like seven's probably like people would say. Well, fifty should be the average. Seven is like the Pretty average high. because I feel like most movies that people make go. Oh, that was an okay movie, so I gotta give it more. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like for instance, two thousand one, A Space Odyssey only has an eight or something. Out of 10. Really? On IMDb. Damn. Yeah. So seven's pretty high. Seven's pretty high, yeah. All right. So noteworthy people acting in this film. Okay. Olivia Hussey as Jess. So you might know her as Rosalie Otterborn in Death on the Nile, the 1978 version. Mm, never heard. That's a Herculo, Hercule Poirot film. You know the detective? No, actually. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express? Heard of it. Don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Don't know what anything about it. He's basically, when you talk like detectives and like detective films and stuff like that, it's usually, you know, Sherlock Holmes first. Well, yeah, of course. But Sherlock then Holmes he's the top. The second. Oh, okay. Cool. You're telling me the second isn't the Pink Panther? No. Oh, okay. Pink Panther technically isn't a detective. <laughs> He's a Pink Panther. I don't know what that means. I, d- I just thought it was funny, okay? Well, did you never watch Pink Panther? No, as a never, kid? I've never seen it. It's like an old animated TV show. No, 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 I'm talking about like the movie with the guy. Well, I know. That's the live action remake of the animated TV show. Oh. It's also not about the Pink Panther, which is odd. Uh, okay. Wait. The Pink Panther is about a Pink Panther. Oh, well, yeah, I watched the animated show as a kid when I was yeah. a child. But I was referencing the dude. I know what you were referencing. Okay. Booga. All right. Kier Dulia as Peter. Hmm. You okay. might know him as Dr. Dave Bowman in 2001, A Space Odyssey. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen that movie. I know. We've talked about it. But he's the guy in the famous line where Hal's like, I'm sorry, I can't let you do that, Dave. Mm, okay. Yeah. I've he's seen one that of the clip. astronauts. I haven't seen the movie. Mostly because I don't have 10 years to waste of my life sitting through that movie. Fucking love that movie I, it's so long man it's not like the most enjoyable thing ever but it's super cool i, I just yeah. love how how's great margot kidder as barb okay do you, you recognize that name no oh well you should have that's lois lane in the original superman movie i have i don't think i've ever seen that the, uh, the original superman yeah the 1978 one 1970 1980s 
Superman two? No. 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 Oh. You know I don't watch movies. This is a co- this is common I, knowledge. I know Bob, but it's it's Superman, so? like the actual good Superman movie. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you all can't see it, but Ben just like rolled the eyes in the back of his head and shook it, like he's so angry with me for not having seen it. It's just weird for me because I'm not even angry at you. That was just like, I just saw that in my childhood. It's just like, that was just a movie you watched. No, I never saw it. Never even. That's, I think, how it was for a lot of people. So, for me, it was like Star Wars, man. I know. It's in in that same vein of like, this is just a movie you watch when you're a kid. Sure. Who grew up after the 80s, but before, you know, this current modern superhero era. Because that was one of the only super, like, hero movies. Yeah. I I don't think I watched a lot of superhero movies as a kid, actually. Well, yeah. There was only that and the OG Batman movie. Well, actually, I saw that one. The like, ones with like Mr. Uh, the ones with Mr. Freeze. No, Arnold, Mr. Freeze. Not the bad ones. The good ones. Are you talking about the ones with Danny DeVito as the Penguin? Yeah. Yeah. The good that. ones. Yeah, I've seen that. And Poison Ivy's in it, and some other ones. I don't know. Yeah, I've seen that. So you watch Super. I wasn't. A bi- I was Poison Ivy's in the bad ones. Oh, that she's in Batman and Robin. That's the one with Mr. Freeze. Oh, well, I've seen both of them. Then there's three of them. You well, bastard. <laughs> I've seen two of them at least. <laughs> Whatever. Just didn't watch a lot of movies. John Saxon as Lieutenant Ken Fuller. Okay. Doesn't ring a bell? No. I I feel like most of the time I never know any of these actors. He plays Lieutenant Thompson in A Nightmare on Elm Street. He's uh, Nancy Thompson's dad. Oh! Oh, well, now I know who this yeah. is. Yeah. Now you know. I just don't know actor names, man. That's the problem. You know, that's Except why I like, give you characters and then other movies they're in. It's helpful. I. It's very useful. Andrea Martin as Phil. And kind of fun fact, she plays Barbara... Uh, blah. <laughs> Barbara McHenry, who is known as Miss Mac in the Black Christmas remake, the 2006 one. Oh, that's actually really cool. So she's in both the original and the remake. That's pretty rad. She was also on like the Canadian version of SNL for a while. I didn't know there was a Canadian version of SNL. Well, it's not SNL. It's oh, it has their a equivalent. Name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Leslie Carlson as Graham. Graham. He's a famous character actor. Okay. Do you know what a character actor is? Mm, kind of, but not really. Explain. Basically, it's an actor who specializes in playing like eccentric or unusual people. Oh, okay. In films rather than like a leading role. So basically, if you need a named extras, set? yeah, okay, uh, like Buck Buck Flowers is a really famous one. I really no like idea. Buck Flowers. Um, but yeah, so those are kind of like the famous people in here. Uh, you knew none of them. I knew. So this yeah. doesn't sound as cool to you, but it's a real star-studded cast here. I guess for '74, it probably was. <laughs> Just in general. Yeah. Um, like Olivia Hussey was in like the original Romeo and Juliet. Oh. Not the original, but one of the really big oh, Romeo okay. and Juliet's back when she was 15. Huh. <laughs> Pretty accurate for the age there. Oy. And um, Jesus. Kidder Barb, Lois Lane, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, pretty pretty big stars. I'm sure my dad would know most of these people. Probably. Most of them are dead now. Oh, come on. It's true. I mean, it is true, but it was morbid. This is shot in the 70s. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. about 50 years ago. God, you make me feel like an old ass motherfucker. I am not that old, and you make me feel like I'm ancient when you say that. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> oh, yeah. My parents, I think, would have been like 10 or something. My parents, my dad was born in 19... My dad would have been four. He was born in 1970? Yeah, my dad was born in 1970. My mom been, was born in 1976. He would have been eight, Bob. 1970... Oh, 1974, you're right. What? I know what I'm talking about. I pay Fair attention enough. when you give me facts, motherfucker. you do. This is a test. Well, okay. Well, right. I seem to have passed. Well, director, Bob Clark. Oh, okay. Also doesn't ring a bell for you. No, I don't, I know. but I thought his name being the same as mine was funny. He uh, directed a 1983 film of... 
slight popularity known as A Christmas Story. Are you, wow. Damn. Okay. That is... Huh. He also did Baby Geniuses. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> so this man has boomeranged around the spectrum. Oh, my God. Uh, the writer is Roy Moore. He did The Last Chase in 1981. He didn't write a lot of stuff, but that was mm. kind of his other... Another you know, big one. Credit. Uh, the budget for the film is estimated at 620000 See, this is what I'm talking about. Anytime we... What was... Halloween was half of that. Halloween yeah. was like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And that is an amazing movie. This movie is double that, and it's not that much. I'm really excited. I feel like low budget movies from the from the seventies and the eighties are like bangers. I'm so but, it just makes so me just excited. horror movies from the seventies and the eighties. Yeah, but like all right, ah, it, I'm hoping I'm hopeful. The box office is four point one million. Also, holy shit! Very good. That is a lot of money. Almost eight times. God. Country of origin. Oh, it's not. So the new thing I'm adding. Okay. Canada. Oh, okay. I thought it, you were gonna throw a curveball at me and say this. This was like some Italian film or something. No, it's a Canadian film, which we haven't done Canadian films yet, have we? I don't know if... Well, I think was Canadian. was Canadian, yeah. Because I remember specifically talking about... But I don't know if we count as Canadian. Why not? Well, I mean, it was very specifically like Native American. Yeah, I guess it was very much about... And, and also, we had an indigenous director. Yeah. Okay. Which that's fair. Not to sound exclusive, but his experience as like a First Nation person is very different than the average Canadian. The average Canadian. That's completely fair. So you know. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, technically, reservations are kind of like other countries. Yeah, they have certain rules and stuff too. Yeah, but yeah, Canada, Canadian film, and I think this is important to note that Canadian films are pretty influential in horror. Surprisingly. Really? That's Especially, cool. not so much anymore, because we live in a world where most films are a big blockbuster, even for small, tiny budget horror films. Most of them are yeah. big blockbuster, but also shot out of the country because it's cheaper. Yeah. Very international screws. But back in like the late 70s and 80s, there's a lot of really, really cool horror movies that came out of Canada, and we'll get to them eventually. But that's, oh, this that's, is kind of our first one. I feel like that would be a fun spot for the board. Canada. Oh, yeah. Canadian film. That's actually really cool. Now, after you've said that, I'm going to tell you right now, you know who's from Canada that you don't like? That I don't like? Yeah, as far as films go. I don't know. David Cronenberg. Oh, he's from Canada? Yeah, he's a Canadian oh, film director. God. See, no, it's not that I don't like him. Don't say that. Bob hasn't seen any Cronenberg films. No. Bob just doesn't like body horror. So, and the other thing is, I didn't know who he was. I stumbled upon him. I don't know. Somebody on Twitter was talking about Cronenberg. I was like, who is that? Like, I've heard that name. And then I looked it up, and then I saw the description for The Fly and went, I would never. <laughs> I was like, absolutely fucking not. Just disgusting. I, ugh. All right, so uh, the other title for this movie so oh, the one that other people might know it as, because a lot of films have, you know, their main title. The one, mm -hmm. it's released by almost everywhere. But then sometimes they have a, another title that is kind of popular. Okay. Just because it's maybe an initial release title or a TV title. Mm -hmm. Not a big deal anymore, but for a lot of these older films, we see that. But also known as Silent Night, Evil Night. Oh, whoa, this is the same movie? You you tricked me. What do you mean? You tricked me. We talked about watching Silent Night, Evil Night. No, we didn't. We talked about Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, I got them confused just now. Yeah. That's my fault. Also, my like, this is... <sighs> This was used in the U.S. I think it was a limited run title for a while. Well, that's similar to what uh, Blood Rage did because Blood Rage had an original title. And yeah, they changed it a lot of films do that, especially older ones. Not so much anymore. I got confused, but because we, we were going to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. Silent Night, Deadly Night, but I didn't want to do that. I thought we should start with an actually good movie for a Christmas movie. Okay, that's fair. I'll trust your opinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you showed me that one fucking scene with the trash can. And that's I, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. I know, but I'm just saying. Garbage day. day. It's so fucking 
fucking stupid. All right, tagline. Oh, okay. There's a couple for this movie, but the one that's on most of the cover art and stuff mm-hmm. you see is, if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking scary tagline. It's pretty good, right? The other taglines were atrocious, but this one was very good. That one's really, really good. Fuck. All right. So for fun facts, I don't have a lot. Okay. But I got a couple. So it's often credited as one of the first, if not the first, modern slasher movies. Okay. And a lot of people think it might be one of the best. I hope they're right. But I think it's important to note, this came out four years before Halloween. It did. And I was going to bring that up. Because a lot of people think Halloween's like the first modern or Sla- like slasher yeah. movie. But and this is four years earlier, and it's like on a similar level. Yeah, and I think part of that confusion comes from the fact that Halloween was bigger. Yeah, Halloween's was probably more popular. not a big movie when it came out. Uh, not to... It's Canadian, yeah, but also it just didn't have that same staying power because it's a holiday movie. You know, I think that's something to think about. Uh, allegedly, Moore, so the writer, took inspiration for the story from an actual series of murders in 1943. Holy shit. Uh, that took place in Westmount neighborhood in Montreal, Quebec, around the Christmas season. If I remember right, because I read it, it was like a 14-year-old who, like, bashed his family to death. Holy shit. Yeah. <sighs> but... The story is also based on an urban legend called The Babysitter and the Man Upstairs. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it should. All right, so... You're not going to elaborate on that? Nope. God You're going to watch the movie. You. Well, because if it's, if it's also based on this urban legend, I don't want to tell you a lot about I it. I know, but I don't know why that makes me so... Un- the, just the name made me so uncomfortable. So, the... Like, f- sorry. Oh, not, yeah, go ahead. It literally made my screen, skin crawl. Well, good thing your skin isn't on too tight. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Gross. I have to loosen it a little bit. Ugh. Get some clams, pull it off. Clams for a second. Get some clams. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's shot on location in Toronto. uh, And it was shot during the winter of 1973-1974. So pretty short filming. Carl Zitterer. It's spelled Z-I-T-T-R-E-R. I have no idea how to say that. Zitterer. I don't know. He's the composer of the score for this movie. Uh, And he stated in an an interview that he created the film's music by tying forks, combs, and knives onto the strings of a piano to warp the sounds of the keys. There was some some weird stuff going on with the audio for this film. Okay. I'm I'm really interested in how the music's going to sound now. Yeah. But that's how he did some of the the music. Because that sounds fucking wild. There was a novelization written by Lee Hayes. That was published in 1976 of this film. That's really cool. Yeah, a lot of horror films, old ones, have novelizations. I mean, cause... hell, even fu- Terrifier has a fucking comic book. Yeah, which I thought fun about, thing to I do. I'm not trying to find and buy, but it's impossible. Really? Yeah, I, I think it was a limited run thing when the first one came oh, out. So that's fair. now I got. I've been trying to find it. They'll probably re-release it with how well the second so one did. I hope they do because I'll buy it. Let me give you my money. <laughs> All right. Well, there's there are currently two remakes of this film. Oh, I thought a 2006 okay. and the 2019 one. Oh shit! There's a 2019 remake of this. Yeah. I don't. Did I? I feel like I didn't see ads for it or anything. I didn't either. I didn't know it existed. I was doing research on this film. <laughs> that should tell you a lot. Okay. Well, maybe we'll watch that one day. That's that's all my notes on this film. Okay. <sighs> it was interesting doing stuff on a computer instead of doing it. It it allowed me more space. Yeah, I could tell you were really getting kind of crammed on the notebook. Oh my god, yeah. But also, I, like, if I wrote too small, it was hard to read stuff. Yeah. Now I only have pronunciation problems, because some people have weird names. Some people have wild names. At least you don't have a weird name, Ben. And I don't have a weird name. Well, my name is a little interesting, but I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast. I'm not bringing that up right now. But anyhow, <laughs> do you have anything else? Nothing uh, else? I have nothing else about this film. Okay. I do have a fun fact. 
what is your fun fact? Ben? Bob's never had eggnog before, so we're gonna drink some eggnog oh, yeah! during the movie. Oh yeah, I forgot. Well, we should do this now. Oh, I was gonna... no, because we're gonna have to go heat it up. Oh, you want to heat it up? Well, yeah. Maybe we'll heat it up during the movie and then d- try it on the post. No, we'll just try it during the movie. Because well, I want, I wanted to have my re- live reaction to eggnog on podcast. Bro. That's fine. We have we record the movie section. I guess I could just cut it and, and have then that you could just one of the cut outtakes. it in and put it in the outtake. You know what? I'll leave it in the outtakes. Ben's smarter than me. Ben mix better. Listen, I'm not in charge here. Ben, ben big brain. Ben, tell me what do. Okay, well now I'm mad. <laughs> don't 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 do this to me. <laughs> right. Anyway, we're gonna go watch the movie. Yeah, have some have some nog, and then we'll be back in. I don't know for you, probably like ten seconds. I usually have about four to five seconds of space between the parts. Yeah, whatever. We, we'll be back to you in about five, but for us, it'll probably be like, I don't know, two hours or so? Three hours. Wow, you're being, that's a lot of time. We're, we're unproductive, <laughs> but we'll be back in a minute. See ya. Hi, everybody. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, we had to take a short intermission between the movie and this recording because Bob needed to calm down. It wasn't that. I mean, you had to pee. Uh, yeah, Bob, but that took longer than it needed to. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Bob, the movie ended. I just saw you keel over and put your hands over your eyes <laughs> and just deep, deep breaths. <laughs> totally fine. I am fine. Everything is okay. Right. I'm perfectly mentally stable <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. At the moment. All right. Well, what do you think? How do you like it? I I will say, I see, hmm, I don't know how to put this, I see where other horror movies in the future steal things from this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair the, enough. The, the, I was like, oh, this is exactly like Halloween, or this is exactly like Scream. Yeah. It very much feels like... A classic more so than Halloween did, honestly. There's so much in this movie that I'm just like, oh, that's in X other horror, X other slasher that came out years after, or I recognize this from this movie. There's just a lot of stuff that I feel a lot of other movies pulled straight from this one. Like, we just stole it, like straight up. Fair. Which is kind of awesome, which kind of shows you how iconic this movie really is, to be honest. A lot of people really liked it when it came out. It's very, 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 very good. Mm -hmm. Very good movie. Probably the best movie you've watched. Really? Yeah, honestly. Wow, Wow. I'm surprised. Really? What did you, uh, really? Well, I don't know. I'm surprised that that's your answer for, like, yeah, this is the best I, movie we've seen so far. I, I think, like, straight up on a movie-by-movie basis, this is the best individual film we've watched. Yeah. And it, it just does a lot of really stuff, a lot of really, really cool stuff. A lot of stuff that I'm just like, oh, like, the whole thing, I mean, I, you just want to go over the movie now, because that's what yeah. I'm talking about now. If you have anything else to say before we get into spoilers. I will say, it, a lot like the first Halloween... Not very bloody, not a ton of gore or anything. It's not very shock. It's a lot of just slow, methodical, panning shots of creepy shit. Yeah, it's suspenseful. It's not very bloody, good. but it's not the. I think we only see blood two or three times. Yeah, most we, most stuff's off screen, and we don't even see anyone get murdered at all. Yeah, kind of with one. Yeah, but the everything every other kill is completely off screen and is heavily implied. Yep, which is absolutely fucking the worst. It's the worst. Like it. We'll get to it later, but this the thing in Barb's room that fucked me up. Like that unsettled my core. <laughs> yeah, and I asked, "Hey, how do you feel about this?" And you went, it's fine. And it's like, you're like, you can't even see anything. And I'm like, that's the worst part. It's fine. I'm once again going to state, I'm almost positive. I have a fear of, my fear of not knowing something is immense. And this movie does a really good job of showing me nothing but telling me everything. Fair. And that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess 
we'll go into describing this. Yeah. I I have to say, I don't know how close of a breakdown we're going to do with this one. I don't think we'll be able to do a huge one. Because there's a lot of... I wouldn't say it's nothing. Everything's important. Yes. But there's not a lot of big description-worthy events. Yeah, it's a whole lot of just people talking, basically. More importantly, I don't want to spoil anything because everything that happens builds tension yeah so, i would say go watch it i'm gonna say yeah sure. if, if you haven't seen it and you really want to experience it go watch go it. watch it before we start talking about it because it's i it's definitely it, I, I might say this might become my yearly christmas movie it doesn't you know it doesn't work as well if you know yeah it really doesn't and that's something that i think because you know i went into halloween knowing what was going on yeah which i think ruined it now that which, i've seen this this is this is one of those things i want to say this does the same thing Halloween does. Yeah. And so it's very interesting having watched this film with you and seeing how stressed out you were by this one. This one's stressed Because out, that's what Halloween does to someone who hasn't seen or knows about Halloween. Yeah, that makes sense. So remember when you were like, Halloween wasn't scary. Halloween was I didn't think Halloween was very scary. But it would have been like this. Yeah, and this movie's fucking... I also don't think this movie's very scary. Uh, there's different types of fear. Yeah. It's not that I was scared. You were stressed out. I was you stressed. You look stressed out. I, like, I feel like I'm starting to get gray hairs in my beard. I mean, I might become Santa Claus soon ho 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 <laughs> alright well I guess we'll start yeah, and yeah. I guess you want me to leave you want to leave me in charge of the breakdown here I, you're always better at this than okay. I am well I'm going to kind of go broad strokes here because I want to leave out a lot of it and I'm just going to yeah. let you fill in with things you want to add right that's completely fair alright so basically this whole thing is set at a sorority house yeah, most of the movie takes place in the sorority house. Just in it. And it's set over, I think, roughly two or three days. I think it's... Although it's mostly set over one. It's two days because they sleep, Claire goes missing. Yeah, and then, then most of it's set on one day, but yeah. then it gets to nighttime, and so it might be morning on the third day. Yeah, it might be the morning. We don't know. We but, don't really know what time it is. Yeah, there's not a very clear track of time. You just know it's eh, it's around Christmas. Yeah. Right around uh, when break's letting out for the mm-hmm. school. So a lot of people that were in the sorority house have gone home for break. Yeah, so basically... Basically, it starts with their kind of going away Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And so by the first night, everyone's starting to leave. Yeah, everyone's like packing their bags, meaning their parents to go home for vacation. Yeah. And so that's kind of how the movie starts is, you know, so everyone's doing the party and we see this one girl, Claire, go upstairs to pack because yeah. she's meeting her dad the next day. And at the same time, we see this opening POV shot. Yes. Which is a POV from the killer. And we essentially see him climb up into the house. Into the attic. Now, I mentioned this during our watching, but it's a very interesting scene because it's basically the same as the opening of Halloween. Yeah. But that was four years later. Yeah, it, it, it's almost the same. The only big difference I can think of is in the Halloween intro, he kills someone. Yeah. But in this opening, he doesn't kill anyone. He just slowly climbs menacingly into the attic and starts No, but out. it's it's that whole like going around the house in a POV it's, while it's breathing. It's very, very similar. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to ask, like, what, which one do you think worked better for you this one this one yeah. how come halloween it, not that it was cheap or anything but he it's it started with a kill right it started insolence like murder yeah but it, it did the same like there was the the pov going around the house in halloween just yeah. like this one and i was just wondering why this one was better for you because it it allowed me that one ended with us being with it being real oh that's michael and he killed his sister with this one it's like oh he's in the house where okay yeah and that, that is way more scary to me i was just wondering like specifically the pov not even the ending of it oh no i, I just they're this, about the same yeah about the same okay. for that in that fact but the fact that he doesn't kill anyone in his in the pov in this movie and he also we don't know where he ends up because once it cuts away from him we have a loose estimation of where he is in the house yeah but we don't really know exactly where he i is. 
think it's in that scary. No, we see him climb into the attic, and and then he it cuts and then, away. Then it cuts away. So I don't, you know, we don't know what how where that connects yeah. to where it is. It just the not knowing fact is very very scary to me. Fair. Well, basically going back to Claire, she's packing up. Yeah. And she goes into her room, and the cat's in there. His name's Claude. Claude the cat. Claude the Mrs. cat. Mrs. Max cat. He I looks assume. like a big fluffy cat. Like if you ever watch the live action version of Stuart Little, he's one of those cats. Oh yeah, like I was wondering where you're going with that, but yeah. Yeah. But she's packing up in her room, and she puts the cat down. The cat runs away. Yeah. And she's getting clothes out of her closet, and she gets clothes. Dude. And you see a shape behind, because there's plastic up. Yeah, like you would use for like dry cleaning and stuff. And I don't think you saw it at first until I didn't. it touches it's, the plastic. Because it's really hard to see yeah. behind the plastic. And the only reason I noticed it is because you pointed it out, and then it cuts to the, the killer's POV behind the plastic. Like the hiding, high plastic. Which is menacing as fuck. Which is kind of cool, because if you hadn't have seen it, you yeah. then know it was there. Yeah, which is even even worse. And I think this is the first example of one of the things this movie does very, very well. And that is just having the killer be very out of frame. All the time. So basically, uh, this is, again, it's kind of a spoiler. You don't see the killer like the whole movie. Whole movie. You, you literally never, ever see him. And when you do, it's hands like his shadow or, or his hands. It's never full. The only thing you ever see is his eye. But even then, you can't see the rest of his face. You just see his eye through a door crack. Yeah, like one of the best scenes, and I'll just describe it now, is Jess and her friend Phil, which are two sorority girls, Mm -hmm. are in the living room. Oh talking my to each other God. and we keep seeing a shot from essentially Jess's perspective kind mm-hmm. of right from like the left hand side of her yeah. looking at Phil and Phil has this big round poofy hair yeah and in the background you can see what looks like her shadow yep. except it's it's slightly moving more than she is yeah and you didn't even notice I pointed it out and you said oh I think that's just her shadow oh I was looking at it when oh, you pointed okay. it out because I was like I I couldn't tell yeah. You know, I, I've seen this movie, so I can kind of focus on background stuff. But it looks a lot like her shadow in the background. It does. It looks. Because the hair is very similar. Accurate as fuck. And it's or very, very scary. How the shadow of the hair looks. Yeah. And the shadow is kind of keeping up with her until the very end of the scene where it, you see it leave. Yep. Super uh, fucking creepy. And there's just a lot of stuff like that throughout the film. Yeah. Uh, very similar to what Halloween does again. Like, it's just, I think this movie, because I didn't have any sort of. Uh, frame of reference. Frame of reference for going in, I was not as prepared as I was for Halloween but I also think that this movie is very very different like Michael stalks his killers yeah and that's scary but Michael also is just you see him doing things in the movies and in this movie you don't see the killer ever I think part of that is because this is also a person and Michael is uh, the shape you know yeah so he innately looks more scary sure I think that's why they show him yeah and I understand that but just yeah like uh, at the end of the movie when it's just like in the basement I can't remember. Like, when you can just see the shadow through the glass on the outside window, that is fucking scary. Yeah. That, that, cause like, it could be anybody. And that's freaky. All right. Well, basically, Claire goes back to the closet yep. to get more clothes. Because she hears she hears the cat, and she yeah. thinks Claude is in the closet. Yeah. And she goes up to the plastic, and the killer reaches through the plastic and starts choking her with it. Yeah, classic killer move. Chokes her out with a plastic bag. And then I, it goes down back to the party. Yeah. And it does another one of these scenes, because it cuts up to the stairwell, so you can see just, like, the very tip top of the stairwell. Mm-hmm. And you see the shadow of the guy carrying her body up down the, the hall. Yeah, up to the attic. And it's eventually revealed that he's he leaves her with like this plastic bag over her head. Yeah. And you can see she's like sucked the plastic into her mouth. Yeah, where she suffocated. With her mouth still open, her eyes are still open. And he's put her in a rocking chair. And the dude in the attic repeatedly like 
rocks her back rocks and forth. Her. Cuts to her body up there a lot. Yep. But from there, it's a lot of, there's this setup of the dad comes looking for her because she's supposed to meet her dad, yeah. Claire is. And it basically becomes a matter of everyone's looking for her that's left behind at the sorority, which yeah. is Phil... Jess, who's our final girl. Yeah, Barb. Barb, who's drunk all the time. Very fucked up. But uh, I, I love Barb. She's very funny. She's very, very funny. Mrs. Mack. Mrs. Mack, who's the den mother. Yeah. The dad of Claire, obviously. Yeah, Mr. Harris. And there's a couple other people. Like, there's uh, the Ken, cops. who's the cop, lieutenant. Yeah, and uh, then there's Nash, the dude. Nash, who's incompetent. Yeah. Uh, there's the boyfriend of Claire. Uh, Jesus Christ. I know his name. I know. They say it a lot, and I remembered it for a while. It's not Peter. Because that's Jess's boyfriend. Peter's Jess's boyfriend. He's a pianist. Um, oh, God. It's so- Billy? No. No. No, it's not. That's stupid. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. He's a hockey player, though. He's a hockey player. He doesn't really do a lot. He's chill. Yeah, he's there. He's and, there. But uh, this is where I want to say this. The characters, how do you think they were written? Because I think all the characters in this movie are vi- written very well. They're all very good. Like they're All very, very funny. There's so much happening in the background. Oh, yeah. Like, And just so much just going on that isn't just the focus of the movie Mm -hmm. and it feels natural yeah everything feels pretty pretty grounded into like what would actually what it would actually be like you know what i mean it feels very all the characters interactions feel very real yeah and that that doesn't mean the movie isn't funny the movie's very funny oh the movie's hilarious mrs mac is super funny like there's there's one point in the film where it's focusing on the police house where the lieutenant is and he's kind of stressed out because you know there's stuff going on and we see this guy limp in like in the very very background and we just see him pull his pants down and there's blood everywhere yeah because he got shot in the ass with birdshot yep and then the the dude the dude who shot him is like walking around to the thing yelling and screaming about how he was trespassing trespassing and it's such a natural scene because a it's written very well like everyone's kind of reacting like how you think yeah but also it fits in with the context of the story of there's this search party going on so the cop was just searching yeah and got shot in the ass because he trespassed yeah and also we see other people from the search party show up to the sorority yeah, house throughout looking the film. for people or people mention like hey there's this what had happened is a girl had gone missing yep so the very beginning of the film it's referenced that uh, I think a high school or something was raped yeah um, I don't know if she was found dead I don't know it, I don't think it tells us but then it, well we're at the police station because we do some shots focusing on there we see a, a mom talking about how her mm-hmm. I think she's like 13 her daughter's missing yeah um, and they eventually do a search party for her and for Claire. Yep. And they find the girl uh, murdered in the park, which yep. we don't see, which I think yeah. is I think is a good decision. I, I I agree. I think this movie it's rated R for a reason. Yeah. But it's I, mostly the language. It is the language. People curse a lot and there's a lot of drinking and smoking. Right right at the beginning there's a lot of <clears throat> yeah. a lot of curse words. But uh, but I'm I'm glad that this movie wasn't super like gory or gross. It would have yeah, it, it would have made it less scary, honestly. It's a very suspenseful but also kind of classy, I guess y- is the word for yeah, it. Yeah. I like, mean Sophisticated mm-hmm. horror, but yeah, they don't they don't show the girl, and I think that that works very well because it's implied that it's basically that it's so bad you fucked. can't see it. Yeah, I mean, as soon as her mom, like, I know any mom would react poorly to seeing their child killed in some way, but the way she reacts, it it yeah, it brings it up. She starts screaming, uh, and it's very interesting because it's overlaid with a telephone ringing. Yeah, um, and I think that's a fun point to get into this the whole telephone thing. Yeah. So basically, throughout the film, there is they call him the moaner. Yeah, but basically, when they answer the first, there's time. this random person calling the sorority, mm-hmm. and he's moaning and, and saying like Fuck. sexual stuff. Yeah, really fucked up shit. Um, I don't think we're really gonna repeat it. No, I don't want to repeat it. It's slightly over the top, but it, it, it's a lot. It's very you know sexual assaulty and stuff. Yeah, but as the movie goes on, the the guy calling is revealed to be more manic. 
very very insane. unhinged there's like multiple voices coming through the phone like there's yeah. a child a woman and a man almost um, like multiple personality disorder and yeah they, and he seems to have assigned voices to each character and you hear very commonly someone yelling at billy yeah and, and he says billy a mother and stuff yeah too. mother agnes and it's basically revealed that the person calling is the killer yeah um very, it, I mean, Scream literally stole it from this movie. Yeah, like, the whole phone couple, thing. There's a couple things, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's just saying the munching because there's this phone motif throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And it's it, a big subplot, but we'll get to that. It is very, very big. Big part of the movie. Um, but yeah, basically after Claire gets killed, they're doing a search party for her. And what ends up happening is a lot of people are out of the house throughout the film. Yeah, so. And every time someone kind of comes to the house alone. It does not end well. It ends poorly. Yeah. And I, I'm honestly skipping over a lot there. Um, yeah. I, I might even leave out who dies. Might oh, as well. I wanted to talk about some you of wanna the kills. Talk, do you want to talk about them? Some of the ki- Well, uh, how about this? I'll talk about who die, not who dies, but how they die, if that makes sense. Fair. Let's do that. Because I don't want to spoil it. Because I think if you are a fan of horror movies, you yeah. should watch this. There's there's not a lot of deaths in this film. No, there's only a handful. Um, but each of them is poignant yeah, the, and important. The first one that happens after Claire is... Uh, let's just say the names because we have already given our spoiler warning. Yeah. I feel bad. If like if you really haven't seen it, go go watch it. Yeah, before we keep talking, go watch this movie. Again, super good. A lot of it's suspense building, so not... A lot of big noteworthy things happen, but it's no. all fun. It's all fun and interesting because it all feels very real. Yeah. And very grounded. It's very well written. It's very well written. It's shocking oh. to see something like college kids written this well, which yeah. is the point that they were going for. Mm-hmm. And also the the shot, the, the cinematography is very good. Oh, it's There are lots good. of really, really cool shots that are very, very pretty and or unsettling as fuck. I mean, the, the whole point of doing the killer where he's out of frame and you just see hints of him is a hard thing to shoot. It is. You know? Because it, it could give away too much. And if mm-hmm. you give away too much, then it's not scary. But if you give away just enough, it's scary. It's I will say they. I think they did it almost perfectly. I don't think there was a single shot in this movie where I went like, "Oh, that was too much." Like uh, I saw too much it, of something. It's shot re- really well. It's written really well. The actors in it are very good. They are. A lot of them ha- went on to really big fame. In fact, I think it's it was kind of weird for me looking at the director and the writer. They didn't do a lot much, like a lot else. Really, the writer barely wrote anything else, and the director he did some things, but not any other horror really. Mm. That sucks because they're really good at it mm-hmm. but the first death is miss mac okay after claire and i love mrs mac she's basically getting ready to leave for her vacation yeah because that, again that's what's happening so that's why people aren't necessarily as freaked out as they should have been yeah because everyone they, they just assume a lot of the movie is they're assuming that claire, claire left claire left and just is like off in the woods with her like off in a cabin with her boyfriend or something yeah they just assume that she's okay you know until of course they go and find him at the hockey rink and he's a lot not gone yeah and then it becomes more of like oh this is like a scary thing because something bad could have happened but you know uh, miss max getting ready and she hears the cat clawing because i yeah. think it's her cat i think it is her cat meowing in the attic and she's like how the fuck did you even get up here which is is a valid question because their attic is it's like a trapdoor attic yeah where you have to you know it's a hole in the ceiling except theirs has a vertical ladder yeah, to get up to it it's yeah. not like a step ladder when you open the door and it falls mm-hmm. down uh, so you have to climb a ladder and then there's a wooden door over it so it really is a question of how the fuck did the cat get up there but yeah she starts climbing up into the attic and she opens the door and she looks around and i guess do you want to describe what happens bob yeah so she climbs up in the attic she's looking around and she's like oh, it's dark as fuck in here i can't see anything and you're i looking... think that's almost her exact lines too y- yeah i mean she curses a lot mrs mac is very very funny oh my god she's so funny she's so funny she's, she's hidden so... booze bottles throughout the house at multiple points you watch her like unopen up something that should not have anything in it and pull out a bottle of booze and it's all sherry i think it's all sherry at one point she's in there she's in the same brand brushing it's all the same brand and bottle and everything but she's brushing her teeth and then she brushes her teeth and she looks at him and then she opens the 
toilet lid, pulls a string, and pulls a bottle of sherry out of the back of the toilet and mouthwashes with the sherry. I think it's kind of funny because she's she's so old enough to just have booze on her. Yeah. And she doesn't. She purposely hides well, it. She's hiding it from the kids, from the college kids, so they you don't know, drink it. I think it's because, <laughs> I think it's because she'll like, she needs to have multiple bottles around the house so she doesn't run out because if she had it on herself at all times, she'd drink it and then run out. Oh my god. But but anyway, she climbs the ladder and all you can see is like her head sticking up the hole. Mm -hmm. And she looks and you can see from, you're looking at her face. Behind her, you can see a shape holding something. Yeah. Can't really tell what it is at first. You you can tell it's a, it's... Something hanging from the ceiling. Bait and tackle? No. It's not block bait and tackle. tackle. Block and tackle. You yeah. can tell it's a block and tackle, but you don't know what's on it. Yeah. Until it cuts to the, the shape's perspective. Yeah, so then it, so she looks to her left and then she looks to her right. And to her right, she sees Claire's body with the plastic on it. Yeah. Then it cuts to the killer's perspective, and you can see there's a fucking hook yep. on the end of the block and tackle, and he just lets it go. Yeah, she turns around after she sees the body yeah. and sees the killer, and he lets the thing go. And it, You don't see what happens. Nope. You just hear her scream, and then it cuts to the trap door, and you see her feet get wrenched in. Yep, which is something I didn't expect. Yeah, but which I think I mentioned this to Bob. It makes sense for that to be in there. That That's how they probably get heavy things into the attic, as they yeah. crane them in like that. Makes sense. It Just very, very startling. Very, very cool death. It's cool and then for the rest of the film whenever they cut up to the attic because they cut up there a lot mm -hmm. you can see miss mac hanging from the hook hanging from the hook in the back and then you can see uh claire's body also sitting in the rocking chair but that's really the only death for a while until yeah, the very end of the movie and then it's a lot of suspense building of being like who is the killer where are they there's this kind of police drama going on in the background right yeah because the police are looking for claire and they eventually start tapping the phone line to try and figure out who's calling yeah, the house the killer has called the house a lot multiple times at this and point well, they don't know it's a killer at this point, but they're pretty sure because yeah. one of the people from this house has gone missing. Yeah. So they're every time the police call the house, they're trying to keep her on the line. As long as possible so they can track it. Because it's all mechanical because this is the yeah. 70s. Yeah, it's really cool actually getting to see the old it switchboard is, stuff. It's really cool. It's an automatic switchboard, but it's still a physical switchboard. switchboard. So whenever they're on phone, you see the dude Graham just like randomly running, running around the switchboard facility like trying to figure out where the call is coming from. I, I thought that was cool because I it didn't was know cool. how that worked. It was super cool. I really as someone who has only grown up you know, with electronic landlines and stuff. Yeah, very, age of digital. Cool. Yeah. But I think before we get into the next kills, because the, the next kills happen right at the end of the movie. Yeah, nothing really happens from the time Mrs. Mac dies till then, except for they're searching yeah. and people talk to each other. It's this phone stuff, which is, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out who's calling. Yeah. And it comes up that there's a lot of suspicion on Peter. Yeah. Because there's this essentially subplot where Jess, the final girl, mm -hmm. is pregnant and she doesn't want to have the baby because she's in college and she wants to go live her life mm -hmm. and she tells peter her boyfriend peter gets very upset about that yeah and he's like hey i'll come to your house later and we can you know talk about it we can talk about it and she tells him right before his big recital yeah which is kind of fucked up sucks because he basically fails it he bombs it because he's nervous and, and does it and upset about the news that he received irregardless of if he would have done well or not beforehand he does horrible like oh, it's bad you can tell it affected him because he barely plays the piece correctly yeah and he's sweating the whole time looks super super anxious probably not a good time to tell him because she knew he was doing this thing yeah uh, it's good she told him yeah i mean she just was saying she might not have but 
Not the best time. No. But basically, he goes to the house later, and he gets into the house. and Yeah, so uh, she actually comes back, because she was out with the search party mm-hmm. looking for Claire, and then she goes back to the house because she's supposed to meet Peter. Yeah. She gets there, and Peter's already upstairs in the house, because he said it was too cold wow. to go upstairs in her bed to sleep. It's interesting, because she gets there, she gets a call from the killer, yeah. who we're going to call Billy. Yeah, because that's, that's just, what he yells the That's whole just time. generally how he's referred to in this yeah. movie. Uh, she gets a call from Billy, and the, the call gets hung up, and then... We see someone come down the stairs behind her. Oh yeah, that scared the piss out of me. And it's Peter. Because I thought I thought she was about to get murked. Murked. I was like, it's over. Game over, man. Um, but they get into a fight and he storms out. Yeah, cause past he's the mad sheriff because he doesn't want to. She wa- doesn't want to keep the baby. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that kind of sets up like they're fighting throughout the movie. They're very much having um, <laughs> a domestic argument. And you know it starts to feel like it could be Peter because like the next time the uh, Billy calls. He says it's just like getting a wart removed, which is what he, which is what Peter said to Jess when referring to getting the baby aborted. Well, referring to how Jess was treating it. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of the back and forth happening there, and yeah, eventually a lot of people are kind of convinced it's Peter. I mean, even the lieutenant at this point, like as Peter turns and leaves the house, he looks at him and like suspects him. He's like, "Oh shit!" And, and later in the movie, well, I will get to it. We'll get to it. But yeah, anyways, <clears throat> getting to the final kills of this movie. Yeah, there's three. The first is. Barb is sleeping upstairs in the house. This is the worst Because one. she was drunk. And we see someone come into her room, and we hear Barb scream from downstairs because we focus on Jess. Yeah. And Jess runs upstairs, and Barb is having an asthma attack because yep. she got freaked out. And she had a nightmare. Yeah, and she's out. like... Oh, I had a nightmare. I thought someone was in my room. Yeah. Not a nightmare. She no. woke up, saw someone in her room, and freaked out. I had a panic attack and had an asthma attack. But yeah, just leaves her. Barb yeah. goes back to sleep. I mean, she gives her an inhaler, makes sure she's okay, and then puts her back to bed. Because she's she Barb's was still drunk. Fucked up earlier in the movie. She's been drinking the whole night. Yeah. Which I think I get it. She's upset I mean, that yeah, her friend's missing. You would, uh, yeah, understandable. And then we see Billy grab a glass <sighs> unicorn figurine. So what's cool about this one and what made this, I think this is the worst kill of the movie. Oh, this is the most famous scene in the entire movie. It, because what this, what it does is really cool. He grabs the glass unicorn. Yeah. It's just the unicorn's head. It's like a bust. It's a, yeah, it's like a glass bust. So the tip is pretty relatively pointed, you know? Yeah. It's a glass unicorn horn. And he starts stabbing Barbara with it. But while he's stabbing her, it's cutting between a choir downstairs on the front porch, like caroling. Yeah. And him murdering her. I think this is important to note. We don't see him stab her. We no. see him like swing his arms down, and then it basically cuts to Barbara's hand grasping for the stuff. Yeah, trying to grab something to be able to hit him or anything. It's a good example of like stuff having off screen, and I think it works better. It's really, really, it's unsettling because it's just such such a juxtaposition of feelings. Because it's like, oh, these nice kids are out here caroling, being like friendly, uh, and then and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, this lady's getting murdered upstairs. Something's by the still way. happening upstairs where you can't see it. Yep, that, super brutal, man. <laughs> that's where Bob was asking if that was affecting me at all. Yeah, and you were like, eh, it's fine. That's I was fine. like, oh, okay, I'm. I, like, it's a cool scene. I want to cry. The but coolest it's fine. scene in the movie. It it's just so good. It didn't bug me as much as Bob. It bugged me. But there's that kill. Uh, the next one is at some point Phil goes yeah. upstairs. To check on Barbara. To check in. She goes into the room and then we hear Billy go, Agnes. Agnes. And then the door slams shut. And then. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is basically the end of the movie. Uh, they get Billy on the line long enough to trace him. 
Yep. And it's revealed that Billy's in the house. Billy's also in the house, which is what they do in Scream, right? That's mm-hmm. the whole thing in Scream is he's in the house. Yeah. But uh, Nash, who we haven't really talked about, but he's just set up throughout the film as very incompetent. He's just the incompetent co- desk cop, you know? And he's basically told to call Jess to like t- say, hey. Get out of the house. Get out of the house. The killer's there. But to not tell her why. And yeah. of course, he tells her to get out of the well, house. because she won't listen. She's like, I'm not leaving. I'm going to get Barb and Yes, Phil. but if he had just been like, please leave now, the sheriff's going to be there. Well, the lieutenant's going to be there in like five minutes. She probably would have done it. He freaks out and he goes, the killer's in the house. Yeah. Which he was not supposed to do. He was explicitly told not to do that. And so Jess starts freaking out. She starts crying for everyone upstairs. They don't answer. No one answers. So she grabs a hot poker. Yeah, like a poke a iron fire for, iron for a fireplace. And goes upstairs, and she opens Barb's room, and for a split second, we see both Barb and Phil. Dead. On the dead. Laying out on the bed, covered in blood. Is it Phil or Phyllis? It's Phil. They call her Phil. Okay. But uh, it's spelled like her name is Phyllis. They shortened it to Phil. Okay. Because it's P-H-Y-L. I thought so. Yeah. But they are both dead, and then we see the killer go... <sighs> doing his shtick again about Agnes and mother and we just see his eye through the crack through in the, the door. crack in the door because he's behi- hiding behind the door which is how he got yeah. Phyllis and so Jess slams the door on his wrist yeah he starts screaming and she runs downstairs and she tries the front door it's stuck because it's stuck. earlier in the film it was established it has problems being stuck yeah and Mrs. So Mack tried to come up with groceries and she had to have Jess open, Jess it from open the, the door side. and like yank it open for her so Jess runs downstairs and locks the basement door yep and we hear the killer you know Rung down, starts banging. Yep. And he can't get in. And so we see him walk away and he leave leaves. the house. You hear the front door open and shut. And so, you know, Jess is now in the basement and we see someone walk by the windows. Yep. So. This part fucked me up, man. Yeah. It's someone walked by the windows and then we see someone duck down in front of one of the windows. And it's textured glass. It's, so all no, you it's can... frosted over. Oh, it's frosted. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So you can't see who it is. You can just see the shape of a human being. And the shape rubs the window and you see like this big smile and it's Peter. Yep. Um, and he can, I assume he can see Jess through the frosted glass. He can see something. Yeah, he sees someone's down there, so he keeps saying, Jess, Jess, and she's not responding. She's, like, hiding. Yeah. So eventually, he just fucking kicks the glass in and, and climbs down into the basement. He comes in, and he finds her, and then it cuts to the cops coming. Yep. They get there. They hear a scream. They go into the basement. Literally break down the basement door. With, a ha- like, an axe. Yeah. And they find Jess passed out. Yep. I think Bob thought she was dead for I thought, a second. I thought they were both dead, yeah. And Peter's, like, brained with an iron on yep. her lap and uh, yeah the movie then cuts to they have her in bed and they're kind yeah. of cleaning up the crime scene and they're talking mm-hmm. about it Bob yep what did you think about that so the movie totally tricks me tricked me for a I while. didn't think it was gonna trick you really yeah I, it had me it got me fucked I, up it did it had me fucked up I'm gonna let you reveal so, why <laughs> they basically everyone starts leaving because they go alright this crime scene's wrapped up they said like the medical team's gonna be here in an hour to get all the bodies we, we can go home yeah so they have Jess in bed and they leave her there sleeping because she's you know asleep and it starts panning slowly over the rooms over throughout the rooms in the house where people were murdered so it mm-hmm. stops on Barb's room where you can see a bloody bed and then Claire's and then Claire's room because you know she's dead and then it in the whole time it's slowly panning it's just it's so it's like it's agonizing <laughs> It's genuinely agonizing because it's just this slow pan of all the places the killer killed someone throughout the house. And then it slowly starts going towards the attic. And you hear people, and you can hear a woman talking the whole time. Like, once and it starts scraping and scuffling. Yeah, like there's someone still upstairs in, in the attic. And then it cuts, comes past all, both the bodies of Mrs. Mac and Claire. And there's and also, this is a repeating shot we see throughout the movie, but you can see Claire's like fucked up, covered plastic face through, yeah. the, up, through the top window of the house. And then it zooms out from there. And then it 
it zooms out, and then a phone starts ringing. Yep, and you can see the cop who's supposed to watch uh, Jess on the porch. On the porch, chilling, smoking, or something. And then the credits start rolling, and a phone just rings through the credits. When did that tell you, Bob? It's not over, baby. Why? Because there's there was a woman up there or something. There's All something. right, Bob. So apparently you have not gotten it yet. No. And I think that is so cool because no. it apparently worked. No. I know what it. I know what it is. It, what is it? I mean, it, it. Halloween ripped it off. What? The end of the movie. What? Because at the end of Halloween, yeah. right, we get the exact same thing with mm-hmm. Michael. We get POV shots of places he killed people and heavy yeah. breathing, and it's just basically saying it's not over. Bob, you haven't gotten it, and it makes me so happy. What? Peter wasn't the killer, Bob. Well, how do we? No, come Peter on. Peter wasn't the killer, Bob. Well, who was it, bitch? Billy. He's still in the attic, Bob. That's what that end scene is. So, yeah, Bob's looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? We didn't see anybody up there. We just saw the bodies. Yeah, we don't see Billy the whole movie, Bob. Billy's in the attic. Uh, yeah, Bob's mouth is open now. I'm going to explain for Bob and for everyone listening who hasn't seen the movie. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we see the only, the only thing of the killer that we see besides his eyeball is he's wearing a sweater. A green shirt. A green sweater. Just like Peter. Just like Peter. Mm-hmm. So... It's, are you telling me it's not? It's not, Peter. How do you know, though? All right, so the whole movie, there's kind of this setup that Peter gets very upset about the baby. Yes. And so he goes psychotic and, you know, goes on this murder spree, right? That's, that's the implication. That's the implication. It's a red herring. And they really, when they start doing it, it's not super believable. And I remember Bob going, oh, is this just the movie trying to make me believe this? Or is this just like bad foreshadowing? And then you slowly started to believe it because they go harder with the implications throughout the movie. Yeah. Like the fact that there's a, Jess gets a call and then Peter walks down the stairs and you're like, oh, it can't be Peter. And then later on it's revealed the calls are coming from inside the house. Mm -hmm. Or hell, even the the green that the the guy's wearing, Billy's wearing versus, you know, Peter's also wearing green. And I mean, by the end of the film, everyone believes it. I mean, the cops buy everything. Yeah. Jess kills Peter she because thinks... she thinks it. Yeah, it's a different person. God damn. It's a completely different person. That's so much worse. Um, the first reason, that Billy's completely psychotic. Oh, yeah. Um, the whole movie. Completely unhinged. He is doing different voices into the phone because he's he's completely mad. Yeah. Um, there's He's just mad. And kind of one of the big reasons you can tell uh, it's it's not Peter. Claire dies before Jess tells him. Oh, shit. Yeah, Peter was in the house. think about it. Yeah. Killed Claire while Jess was there before the next day when she tells when Peter. She tell- so he has no motivation to kill Claire. No. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's just a different killer. It's just done very well. Like, huh. they give you all the clues you need to know it's someone else, and then they slowly convince you it's Peter. I bought it. You bought it. What I thought was very interesting is I thought... Right at the end, where it starts doing the panning shots, mm-hmm. you were like, no, don't do this to me, movie. And then you were like, oh, that makes sense. He couldn't have been doing all the voices by himself. Yeah. Which I think, I thought just, did you think there was someone else up there? Yeah, I thought he had a partner. Like I a girl? There, I thought there was a girl or no, something. No, that's all Billy doing those voices. He does a woman, a child, And they're an all adult pretty man. good. They're yeah. all pretty convincing. Uh, I, I wanted to mention this. Uh, the guy who does the sound, I think it was also the composer, mm-hmm. which, did you like that weird string thing yeah, they do? Yeah, it's cool. It, the music in this movie is- Not really music, it's just sound. It sounds, yeah. It, it's not like iconic like something like Halloween, but it, it adds a lot that you don't notice. It doesn't really have a score. It's so much natural ambiance, really. Yeah, it just sort of like, the music, I didn't notice it, but I could tell it added 
it a lot. It, yeah. It underlyingly adds a lot to the movie. Well, I was skimming over facts and stuff like I do when I try and write these. Yeah. Apparently, I might be rem- remembering this wrong, but like he had to fuck up his voice to do this. Really? Not like mess it up bad, but like mm-hmm. he had to do tricks to get his voice to sound like that to do some of the stuff. So like for one, he was like he was on his head doing a headstand to to fuck? mess with like his larynx enough that's to wild. get some of those strangly sounds out of him. That's cool. But yeah, Billy's. That's why I thought I gave it away at the beginning of the movie because really? I was like, you know what they call the killer in this movie, and I was like, you're like, oh yeah, what's his name? And I was like, not his name, his like his moniker. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's Billy. They call him Billy, mm-hmm. which obviously they would have called him Peter if it was Peter. Oh yeah. Well, I just assumed because I once again I didn't catch it, but he does just yell Billy. I went, oh that's why they call him. Billy. Yeah. I, I was mean, just like it was fair. right over my head, you know. I was worried I gave it away. No. I, I'm glad it tricked you. I was not expecting that. Oh, I fell for it because if it had if it had shown someone else up in the attic, I would have known. But I know. It didn't. And I went, okay. I just assumed it was very much a stylized thing, like the thing at the end of Halloween where it was like, oh, he's still no. out there. Like there's a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the same way that Halloween tried to be like, oh, Michael is not a human, but a threat. Yeah, but I think it's interesting the way you read it because it's also, it's done in this movie to reveal that, hey, the killer's up there. Yeah. And you took it as, oh, no, there's still a threat. Yeah. I mean, is there a Black Christmas 2? No, there's just remakes of it. Okay. But yeah. Oh, wait. The, oh, man. that's I forgot about the remakes. I don't know what they're going to- 2006 and How do they improve upon this movie? Well, that's the issue, isn't it? Do they improve upon this movie? A lot of people don't think so. I would think not. Yeah. Unless they do something similar. Because I'm assuming, you know, modern horror- can I, can I be real? I'm learning that I don't like modern horror movies. It's not that modern horror is bad. It's, it's just different. And I don't know if I'm going to into it, you know? Uh, and as, as someone who has a lot more experience, it's more that a lot of modern horror movies that are made nowadays are cash grabs. Yeah. There is still, that's not to say all of them are cash grabs, but there's yeah. still a lot of uh, modern horror movies that are very good. I and, mean, Blood Quantum was very good. They came yeah, out in 2019. There's a lot of stuff that's still the same quality as some of these older movies. It's just that nowadays horror is a mainstream piece of media. Yeah. And so you can actually make money off of it, which means people make movies that are just meant to make money. However, there are still movies that come out that are intended as actors actual movies yeah uh, and those are still very good we just haven't watched those yet i i'm having a blast with watching these older films and i just figured you like older films especially because a lot of the older films are the the building blocks for the modern genre yeah so it's, i think it's important we watch those first i'm i'm just really enjoying going back and watching these older movies because mm-hmm. they're fucking good yeah it's it's also cool seeing like a time capsule from the 80s yeah. or in this case from canada the canada in the 70s man it's wild God. well basically early 80s yeah, it was like 74. But that's that's really all I got to say about this one. Yeah, I I, I don't have, I literally have, I was going to complain about something and I mentioned it during the thing. What were you going to complain about? And then I, I forgot and I it couldn't have been that important. I told you to tell me during the movie because I knew you were going to forget. Well, the thing is, I think I'm, I can't complain anymore. You were like, my only issue with this film is like two things. And I, they, it solved them. Oh. It's good. Like yeah. I no longer have any complaints. It's a good movie. Great movie. Had a great time. I, I, I'm so glad we watched this movie mm-hmm. for Christmas. So much better than Silent Night, Deadly Night. Well, Silent Night, Deadly Night sounds more of a fun movie. It's, this just, is not... it's a bad movie. This is like a legitimately good movie, which you don't expect from a Christmas movie. Yeah. And not a lot of screaming in this movie either. Not a lot of outtakes. No. Honestly, probably. I think we were just quiet because it's suspenseful, which means yeah. there's not jump scares which scare bob it's just us watching it and it's so suspenseful i didn't talk a lot we didn't want to talk i didn't i've seen the movie Mm -hmm. but i didn't want to distract bob yeah so i just we let it roll so i don't know how many outtakes we'll have i might i might include some of us laughing because some of them are so like the fellatio thing that we haven't talked about there's there's some stuff in there that's funny but it's also our reactions to like one scene because scenes are so long in this are spread out over like five minutes and it's like 
here's a sound blip and then three minutes of silence, another sound blimp, and then three minutes of silence. And then a laugh and yeah. then four minutes of silence. Again, you know, if you still haven't watched it after go, us describing it. Go watch it. Go watch it. A lot of it's atmospheric or just it's, visual gags. It's slow as fuck. And it's slow. So if you don't like a slow movie. Actually, we you know, hate this movie. I think that gets us into it. Do you want to use the new scale for? Oh, I, well, yeah. Why not? All right. So fuck it. <laughs> what would you rate this? One through five. One through five. On yeah. on spooky? No, just your one through five, and then break it down for me. So four, a four out of five. Yes. All right. So what do you think for like different things, like spookiness, uh, cinematography, uh, writing, so, oh. acting? Break break down why you gave it a four <laughs> out of five. I guess I liked literally everything about this movie. Yes. My I don't even think I have a complaint. My only thing that I like, my only issue that I find, it's really slow. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like a slow movie, don't watch it. Yeah. But this, is that a problem with the movie, though? I don't think that's a problem. I, don't think I just that's think a that's a stylistic choice. I think that that's just made. a disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a disclaimer. If it's if it's too if you don't like slow stuff, don't watch it. Yeah. The only reason I'm not giving it a five is because I have to leave it with my scale. That's it. I honestly I don't have any complaints. You don't have to. I feel like I because this is a good time to talk about it. I'm gonna say this film's a five out of five. I think so too, but I don't. I'd want to leave room at the top of my scale. I'm not reserving five out of five for a perfect film. Okay. I'm just saying. Well, in that case, yeah, five out of yeah. five. Five out of five. I think this it, it it did what it was meant to do, and it did it. Very well. It's it's good. It's good. It's, it's it's not the scariest film ever, but it's suspenseful. That's the big thing it, is it's not scary. It's suspenseful. I'm giving it a five out of five because it, it succeeds at what it aims to do, and it does a very good job with that. The acting's very good. Oh, yeah. The writing's surprisingly well done. Oh, yeah. Like, everything seems like realistic college kids, which you don't even see in modern horror. Yeah. Or most most any media. Yeah. Uh, the town's written well, so, like, things are happening in the background, like with the police search. Oh, yeah. I like all it, of the background it characters. It comes up, and it seems real. Like, you see people come up and be like, hey, dude, there's this thing going on. Yeah. Did you hear about it? You even see, like, even when, speaking of background characters, even interactions with the normal townsfolk are so good because when Jess is watching those uh, carolers carol a lady walks up and is like hey you need to get the kids in the car they gotta go yeah and, it, and then she's like well what's going on like blah, 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 talking to he's like oh someone got killed in the park last night and she's like oh yeah i know and she's like lock your doors like it feels so it almost feels like we're watching a fucking documentary yeah of a real town and that's that's what you want to see in any good movie is not just good acting but the world's fleshed out enough good world building. that it makes sense it, it doesn't have to be detailed it just has to seem real within the story and even we get another good one is when we see mr harrison for the first time and he's standing yeah. waiting for his daughter at the bus stop he's standing there like there's things happening around him people are leaving the college he there, gets hit a by a bus snowball by, like lots of stuff or like he asks this random guy who's watching these kids like hey yeah. can you help me do you know where my daughter is yeah, yeah and the guy's like oh i mean not really but i do know like hey this fr- fraternity she's at yeah because he's like i know because he tells her name she's like oh i kind of recognize that name and he's like well she stays at some fraternity or some sorority, sorority. Called, yeah called kappa something something oh that's my sister house i know where that is i'll show you yeah the world seems real i guess is the way they say and it, it. It, it makes it scarier yeah like it, I, <laughs> it just feels real and like yeah. i said it's a suspense film not just a, a a horror film and i think it does very good for suspense you know the only the only comments i would have about this is kind of the gore effects the little you see don't look the They're best not great however i will say we are watching this in probably hd probably yeah and even more importantly on a way nicer tv than this was ever made for oh yeah so i'm not going to get on them for that also you don't see it. and it's not a focus it's not no. like this is a gore focus film it's there because it has to be yeah because you, it has to denote that these people are dead somehow and so i i don't i don't take points off for that so i think it set out for everything it meant to 
to do, which yeah. would be a four out of five for me, but I think it surpassed what it was supposed to do. So five out of five. Five out of five because it tricked me. I All like right. that. You're going to leave it at five out of five for yeah. you too, Bob? I, it's... I, that, I, I'm just going to add this to the rating. I thought it was maybe a four out of five otherwise, but watching it with someone else and having it like actually work for them was a cool experience. Mm, I see. I don't have. I com- didn't expect that. Com- no complaints. Literally zero. I, right. Everything I wanted to bitch about, the movie solved my problems. <laughs> All right. And now I'm up to kind of not upset. I'm just like, damn. I got tricked. I got. I got. God damn it. <laughs> I thought you got it at the end. That. Nah, man. I think that's so cool. I, no. You can't see. I'm smiling a lot. That was really cool. He kept looking at me like I was fucking, like I missed something. And I was like, what are you looking at? And you went, nothing, like six times. And I was like, bruh. Well, you kept exclaiming. And I was like, oh, he, he figured it out. No. He figured it out. No. And we left it to the end of the this this talk about thing. And you still didn't get it. No. And I asked you. And I was like, come on, Bob. Oh, no, man. So cool. It's, it's just so good. cool. It's just really good. All right. I <sighs> guess the last thing I want to ask, who would you recommend it for? You know, we've talked a lot about what we like, but. You want a spooky Christmas movie? Yeah. It's a spooky Christmas movie. All right. I, it, unlike I think you can Halloween, watch it during not Christmas, though. You could. Because it's just winter themed, really. Yeah. But it a lot of the movie feels not like it's on Christmas Day, but around Christmas. Christmas as an idea. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people caroling. There's people like doing stuff. They're having a Christmas party. There's a whole scene where one of the dudes is dressed up as Santa. But no one really mentions Christmas. No, it's not explicit in the. Yeah, I guess no one says Christmas. It's not explicitly Christmas. It's but just it's very themed like around Christmas. December. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say if you're looking for a suspenseful movie. Yeah, that's for you because it it's a it's a character driven suspense movie. I would so, also call it a drama. Yeah, especially with the cops. That's stuff. what I mean by character driven. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's very it's slow and methodical, but it's all about how the story unfolds. Yeah, it's it, not you know if you're looking for something very scary or action packed, this isn't for you. No, it, there's no action at all to no. be honest. Uh, but if you're looking for kind of like something a little bit more artsy, not it's, not insanely artsy. I mean, the unicorn scene is probably the most artsy thing in that film. Um, we can call that artsy. I call that which we can freaky. We could probably get into a bunch of stuff about how that's a representation of like virginity or something. Because oh, unicorns yeah. are a symbol of purity. Yeah, I didn't even being oh, stabbed God. into a woman who is very not pure. Yeah, not at all. She might be the most crass woman By besides Miss Mac. But yeah, if if you're looking for a film that's I think a little bit more high bar, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah, it's very kind of suspenseful. It almost feels like A24 would have made this if it came out today. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, that's the last thing I have to say for that. Before we go to the outtakes, mm-hmm. I meant to say this earlier. Sure. But I didn't. Uh, were you picking up on some of the, the stuff that Billy was saying? Yeah, I I didn't get it really, but it made me uncomfortable. So I haven't looked at, into too much of what other people think. Yeah. But to me, it sounded like Billy was doing four, well, three voices, right? Yeah. He was doing a kid. Yep. Which is Billy. Yep. A mom. Who is mother. Who is mother. And then just a dad or something, like a big guy. Yeah. And it sounded like the story that was going on is the dad left Billy with Agnes. Mm-hmm. Because he keeps mentioning Agnes. Yeah. And when the parents get home, when, like, the mom gets home, something's mm-hmm. happened to Agnes, which I assume Billy has, like... Hurt Agnes in Or some killed way. it accidentally. Yeah. And then the parents freak out. So oh, very akin to Michael Myers. So my, my under... The, uh, the, the implication idea. I take away from this is... If this person's actually Billy, yeah, something happened to him as a child. It was very, very traumatic. Apparently. It was traumatic, and then his parents didn't react well. Yeah, and it's fucked him up because he's he's definitely insane. Oh yeah, 
No, for I, sure. I don't use that lightly, but he is an in, he is mad. Oh yeah. He I don't think he knows really. Some what's of the happening. stuff he says on the phone is just like completely absurd. Yeah. And in in the fact that we get all of this just and we never see him. We com- we know exactly nope. what kind of person he is and we never see his face is fucking yeah. wild. The most we see of him is there's like a shape of his head. Yeah. The unicorn scene, which from that you can tell it's kind of not Peter if you look very closely. The hair's slightly different and stuff. But yeah. even then, all you see really is it like a triangle over his eye. Yeah, I mean it's of re- light. It it does that perfectly, and I I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up to talk about because we didn't. Yeah, we really um, didn't. We didn't explain any of that. But I guess we'll go to the outtakes now. I yeah, they might be very very small this time. Yeah, I, but I we, we got a good discussion I think out of this. Oh, film. for sure, so it's super good, man. We're gonna come back in probably a minute or two. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how many Couple I minutes. I might cut some of our actual like talking yeah. and add it in. Cut it down. Well, actually, there is there is going to be one outtake. What is it? Me trying eggnog. Oh, yeah. Bob tried eggnog. Your thoughts now? Oh, well, no. I'll just leave it to the outtake. Oh. I'll leave it for the I outtake. Guess. I don't want to spoil my thoughts. All right. Well, uh, we'll go to the outtake next. Yeah. We'll be back in a, a minute. So We'll be back. See ya. See you then. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the outtakes for Black Christmas. I hope you enjoyed the episode so far. I had a really good time this episode. I think this movie is fantastic. It's definitely, in my opinion, the best movie we've watched so far on the show. There's nothing I can't say now that I didn't already say in the episode, but it's a very, very, very good movie. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into the outtakes for this episode. This first one is, well, the outtake we talked about at the end of the post. I tried eggnog for the first time on the podcast, and uh, here's my reaction to it. Sip some nog, Bob. I'm scared. It smells bad. It does not smell bad. It smells really bad, Ben. It does not smell really bad. It smells like cream. It's No, you know, it smells like gravy. It smells like how biscuits and gravy smells. It does not. Yes, it does. No, it smells like cream. It smells like hot cream. I've never had eggnog because it scares me because I'm afraid of the texture. Just drink it. Okay. He's very hesitant. It's very sad. It scares me because I've never had it and I don't know what, like, I know what it is. You just had some. Yeah, it's good eggnog. Okay. <laughs> He's doing it now. Ugh. It tastes like... Ah. I don't know if I like it. Finish the glass of it. And let I us, will. And let us know in the post. Oh, It tastes lemony. Bob, your palate is disgusting. It, it's just wrong. There's no lemon. It tastes like there's lemon in here. It tastes like no. a lemon bar, kind of. Bob, no. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say is no. No, bro. I swear to God, it tastes kind of like a lemon bar. Bob, no. Hold on. If you were tasting lemon, I think there's something sour in your mouth. Yeah, it tastes like lemon. It tastes really lemony. No. Like in a really bad way. No. Like almost like lemon cleaner. No. Bob. Yeah. These flavor notes you're noting aren't there. Yes, they are. I, so, I put it in my mouth. You know what's probably happening? What? You decided to drink something before you started drinking the eggnog, didn't you? What are you talking about? You took a big sippy sip of something before you put eggnog in your mouth. Yeah. What was it? Coffee. So could could the coffee aftertaste be combining with the eggnog? No. Yes. Yes, it could be. Just finish your fucking glass of eggnog. We'll talk about it after. It tastes like lemons. It doesn't, and you're stupid. This next outtake is our reaction to the very beginning of the movie with the stalker-esque intro very similar to how Halloween began. No. All right, we've already begun with the heavy breathing stalker yeah, angle. Yeah, but this, remember the beginning of Halloween? <sighs> yeah. That does the exact same thing? Yeah. Four years later? Yeah. Six. There's a six above the- What do you think the name of this killer is? Oh, does he have a name? Well, like, you know, Michael Myers is the shadow. Mm. Or the shape, I'm sorry. What, what do you think this guy is? 
the the Santa. The Santa. The Santa. Is that your final answer? Yes. Okay. Does he actually have a name? Well, like every slasher has a name. People call him. Okay. Are we gonna learn this one's? Yeah, we'll learn it. Okay. Or I'll tell you when it comes up. Awesome. When the reason why they named him that comes up. This next clip is our reaction to the first phone call that we hear made to the house from Billy. This is the most uncomfortable movies made me. I don't like this. <laughs> I is it? It's I'm it, un I'm not scared. I this guy's just a freak. Was it what he was saying, or was it the the jump from like insane to both? Don't don't it's both. I'm gonna kill you. It's both. This next clip is our reaction to Claire getting suffocated by Billy in her bedroom. Something bad is going to happen. I'm really scared, Ben. Fine, Bob. Oh, come on. Did he see him? Come on. Quit telling me things are fine when they're clearly not. Yeah, that's why I'm telling you they're fine, because they're clearly not. You're not going to believe me. Is he gone? It's really hard to tell whether he's in there or not, which I think is the point, of course, but... Oh, no. Oh, no. Lee, come on. What is it with horror movies and killing cats? (sighs) Mm. I don't like this. You're ah ah ah! God damn! This next clip is our reaction to the death of Mrs. Mac in the attic. What the fuck? I'm confused. Also, it's dark as fuck up there. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. <laughs> like that is a threat. I'll have your balls removed. Oh, Claire. Oh no! Don't do this to me, movie. Oh! 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 This next clip is our reaction to the death of Barbara as Jess is downstairs listening to some carolers. No! Don't you dare go for fucking... Go for Phil. Phil does not deserve this. Also, I could not just go right back to sleep after experiencing that. I think she's still a little drunk, Bob. Probably. Dude, imagine if your lungs didn't work. It sucks, bro. (laughs) All these children look the same. Yeah, they're all just nondescript child between the ages of 10 and 13. Huh, what's happening? Something's happening. What could it be? Do you see the wreath with uh, booze bottles on it? What's on the wreath? Booze bottles. Oh. Come on, man. Oh, God. Come on. (sighs) I saw that coming. I saw it coming. Jesus Christ. (gasps) Oh! Oh! This is fucking brutal. It really isn't, though. Huh? It really isn't, though. Like, you don't see anything. That's the worst part. It's just implied. That is so unsettled. Are you not unsettled? That didn't do anything for you, bud? I thought it was pretty cool. This next outtake is our reaction to Jess finding the bodies of Phil and Barbara. Oh, she's so dead. Oh! Oh, my God. They're fucked up. Oh! That poker would be through his eye already. Uh, probably crushed his hands in the door. Yeah. That fucking hurt. There it is. Knew that was coming. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes today. I don't know how many there was. Uh, Bob described how he doesn't like eggnog, I guess. He threw I, that one in. I didn't like it, man. I'm so, I feel bad that I didn't drink it, but I... That's I, fine. I took a drink and I I'm just... I'm gonna be honest, though. You probably should just keep trying it. It's one of those things where people really don't like it at first, I've found, and it just kind of grows on you. Hold on. It does. I mean... Hold on. I'll try it again right now. I didn't like it at first, and I had it a lot when uh, I worked at Starbucks for a while, and they do like a holiday eggnog drink. It's dripping down your... (laughs) 
<laughs> I think part of the issue, though, is Bob's just, he's lactose intolerant. So it's not a good mm-hmm. thing for him to drink. I still don't like it. Bob has a weird palate, though. I, I'm sure this is in the outtake. He thinks it tastes lemony. It tastes like lemons, man. Which it tastes like a lemon bar almost. It does not. I th- I don't know what you're tasting. It it might be nutmeg or clove and Oh, it's clove. You're right. It's clove. That's what it okay. is. It's the clove. It tastes it, the clove the end of clove tastes like lemon and I don't like it. It does not taste like lemon, but it, it might be tangy maybe. It is. That it, that's what it is and I, I it's it's weird. Anyways. But also, yeah. that's hella thick now that it's not hot. I told you hot is better. It's Better consistency. It's a way better consistency. It grows on you. I hope it does. It does. Because I want to I wanna like it. You just have it every once in a while. Eventually, it's like, oh, also, I don't like drinking it without rum. With rum, it's, oof. Really? Pretty good. Okay. Or brandy or whatever. I would say bourbon as well if people around here do. You can have the rest of it if you want. No. No, you can take it home. All right. So Yeah, I hope you I enjoyed Black Christmas. I enjoyed the movie a lot. I think go watch it if you go, haven't seen it. It's a good Christmas it, please. movie. Please go watch it. If we, or if a good you, all the time movie. If you watch anything that we ever recommend on this show, at this point of recording this, I this is what you should go watch. Personally, in my opinion, either this or is <laughs> a sick ass movie. It is fun. I have very. I had a really. Good it depends on what you're into. Yeah. You know, those are two very different sides. Oh, of that's the what I'm saying. Yeah, it, two very different movies. But anyway, you should check out our Twitter at Beware the Board, where I post every new episode, a yep. link to it. Uh, if we ever have anything like the poll we use to decide what new board category we're picking, we used that's on the Twitter. Yeah. If you ever need updates, it's all on Twitter. Anytime something important happens, I tweet it out. Uh, Bob's, we're going to start the new board soon. So Bob's going to be doing kind of peeks at what the movie is coming yeah. the next week. So look out for that on the next board. Yep. Uh, otherwise, YouTube, you yeah. know. Like, comment, subscribe if you have any recommendations. Smash that bell. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if, if the you, usual sticky here when you watch YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still, that's the only place we're up right now. Yeah. We made it through the whole first board without going up, I think. Yeah, I think I think we did it. So hopefully at some point during the second board, we'll be up on Spotify. Whenever that's on, you can you can hear this episode on there because that's yeah. going to go up Everything there. Everything will, as soon as we get one episode on Spotify, I'll be working tirelessly to put every episode on there. Well, yeah. I think we have to upload them on Spotify in order. Well, the RSS will do it for us. Yeah, I mean, but like... So I, so I just got to label them. Yeah. It'll sort them by title and number and stuff for me. But um, that's it. Yeah, if you have any comments about movies you want us to watch, leave them in the comments. Ben will try and fit them on the board, and if they don't fit on the board, we'll do a special on them. We yeah. already have a couple of specials planned. We just haven't had time Which to record them. They have to go on in the background. We'll probably record all the special at one time. And then put them out Then mass later. release it yeah. over like a month or something. I think the only thing left to mention, this is coming out on Christmas. Yeah, it's so Christmas Sunday time. in what, five days basically on Friday, we're yep. releasing the last episode of the board, board, which Bob just spoiled in this. See, I didn't want I didn't want to mention that I spoiled it. But yeah, but go bleep it out. Can you bleep it out? I can cut it out. Oh, that'd be really funny. Yeah. Okay. Cut it out because I won't cut it. I'm gonna add like a bleep of Bleep it. Because okay. I don't want them to know what it is. Yeah, I don't either. I didn't think about it. I well I was thinking about it after I was like I've already mentioned the name of the movie yeah. that isn't going to come out for another like week. We need to stop doing that. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, we we went ahead and recorded that that movie because we don't have time to record uh, Christmas weekend because we're both doing stuff. We're both busy, and then we're also working seven days a week, so we have yeah. to record these. And also, I have another podcast <laughs> that I have to record for in the morning. So, oh, actually, hold on, let me show my other podcast. No, don't show it on here. Well, no, because I show this. This on is there. a classy place. I show listen okay if you if you think I'm funny on this podcast you have no idea because I'm way funnier on the other podcast because basically I do another podcast you should go check it out it's called Lost in Louisville uh, we it's a food podcast where we eat local food and talk about it me and my friend Cotton it's very very funny go watch it I'm only shilling that on here because I show this on there because that one gets more views this is a classic place <laughs>
bringing your garbage in here. It's not garbage. It's funny, okay? Damn. All right. Well, yeah. To bleep that out. I'll cut that. But this Friday, we'll be releasing the bleep. Yeah. Um, we'll be releasing the last episode of The Board. Whatever that is. And then New Year's Saturday. 2023. Midnight. Saturday's the 31st. Yep. So at midnight. New Year's episode. New Year's episode. Which we've yet to record. Just to yeah. put that out there. We're, we're recording that in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, that'll be releasing... Uh, I guess technically Sunday. Yeah. So at the, literally at the start of the new year, that episode will come yeah, out. Yeah, we'll have uh, set it to auto-release on YouTube. Yep. So that'll come out. Then That's a next... New Year's movie. Bob doesn't know what that is yet. I don't know what it is yet. He's excited. We were going to watch. Can I talk about it? Because I do want to talk about it. Oh, I don't think we we're ever going to watch it, but it came up because you were looking at New Year's movies or something. Oh, you don't you don't want to watch it because I kind of want to watch it. No, we're not watching it. This oh, we're year. not watching it this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna watch New Year's Evil. I don't think we were ever gonna watch it. Well, I think I just mentioned it. I'm just putting it out there because it. Listen, I'm not. <laughs> You need to go watch, listen to, New Year's Evil has a theme, listen to it. It's fucking yeah. good. It's a banger. I don't know if it's the banger or banger, but they say New Year's Evil in it, but they scream it, and it, and it's it gets awesome. stuck in your head. It's very, very good. So, I just put it out there. But we're watching a New Year's movie. Bob doesn't know what that is yet, so mm-hmm. that'll be up. And then the Friday after that is the wrap-up Is the, the wrap-up episode. Where we talk so, about our new board, new categories, what we thought of the whole board, different it's things. It's not the most exciting. But we've already recorded that, and we yeah. discussed kind of some new format stuff we're planning on, which is actually yeah. why we updated the, the uh, rating system. The rating on this. system for this one, yeah. or like me switching to you know electronic notes, but and, uh, using IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, because I, the IMDb score can be a little. Uh, it's in- it's better to have a bigger net. Yeah. Test. Because, but, you know, people have different opinions. That's all I got here. So Yeah, that's all I got, too. I guess we'll... Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You're listening to this on Christmas. Happy Hanukkah? Is Happy Hanukkah no- still happening? Yeah, it's seven days, Bob. I don't know when Hanukkah started, man. I'm not Jewish. Uh, it started... It's on our calendar because Trent put it on there. Sunday? I think Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're in the middle of Hanukkah still. So, But, yeah, we'll see you next Friday, I guess. Yeah, we'll see you uh, in a week. Hopefully, hopefully it's not so bad. I know it's not. Well, you'll yeah. see. It's a good right. movie. Bye. Bye.